Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, my, my opening statement is usually a prayer, but here's the prayer. May the Transfiguration Sunday become real for all of us, all of us. Transform us like butterflies in the world. God bless us. Amen. Now, I don't know, maybe, I thought it was pretty good. We, we, when I went down to the pancake breakfast this morning, there weren't so many people. But, I, you know, just like uh, worship service, uh, uh, the last two seconds are the most important seconds, right? Because <laughs> that's when everybody shows up. So thank you for those of you who came and shared uh, this uh, meal. Uh, the kids are getting ready to attend the National Youth Council uh, in July. And we also thank our cooks and uh, those who helped put the meal together, our adult uh, leaders for the kids as well. So thank you for all of that. So I am kind of wondering this morning what all of you think or things that you consider when you think about the transfiguration of our Lord's Sunday, I would imagine there are a few possibilities. Maybe you imagine like a glorious Easter morning sunrise over Lake Superior. Or a rendition of the Alleluia Chorus being sung by a large choir. But the thing that pops into my head this morning is the 70s theme song from Coca-Cola. So I'm going to see if I can pull this up. I had it one time, had it. So see if this jars a little bit of your memories today. So anytime now. Transform, which in the Greek is the verb metamorphu. Uh, 
Now you kind of know where other words that we might know from our own English language that sound a lot like that, from which we get the word metamorphosis. Thus, the flowers and also the butterflies. Of course, that kind of explanation uh, explains a little bit about my message for the kids today. We follow the metamorphic life of Christ in this text. And what we realize is that Jesus isn't just becoming a brighter, cleaner, more amiable version of himself. Jesus is being transfigured. He is being changed. Like watching the butterfly emerge from the crystals. And this dazzling white of God reveals God, revealing God, his own identity within the person of Jesus. And disciples see Jesus in his real, his true, his divine self. And it overwhelms them so much that, at least in part of the story, they didn't know what to do. Because they were what? They were terrified. Here's something so, so amazing that it terrifies you. I mean, there are moments in our lives when we actually are in awe of creation. At the same time, kind of overwhelmed by creation. We are, unfortunately, living in a time when it's hard to tell the true nature of something. Our words, and oftentimes our actions, have misconstrued their meanings. In other words, we say one thing, we mean something else. Or we do something, but we wished it meant something else. We may be in jeopardy of losing our ability to distinguish between what is true and what is just representation, illusion. There was this uh, French uh, theorist, his name is Guy Dard, who talked about a culture where image diminishes our somewhat perception of things. His opening quote is his article entitled The Society of the Speculate, in where he quotes uh, uh, also another theorist, Ludwig uh, Fehrenbrock. And this is what Fehrenbrock said. But certainly for the present age, which refers the signs to things signified, the copy to the original, representation to reality, the appearance to the essence, illusion only is sacred, truth is profane. As the disciples climbed the mountain that day, they had also an idea of who Jesus was, but when they came down and when they descended, they had seen that Jesus, God in the very image of God, and they had a choice to make, to somehow continue in their uh, naive version, uh, conjured up by their, their own limits and mind, uh, or they could allow the true knowledge of what Jesus revealed to them to change them and transform them. The power of metamorpho. Reformation suddenly is that invitation given to us following the Reformation. The impact of the transformed Jesus began to become real to them. No illusions, no more holding on to mere signs, no more holding on to mere symbols. The authentic, the original, sacred had visited them. God, true God, man, true man, had visited them. And nothing else could satisfy or threaten deep within their longing hearts to be known by this God, this divine, loved by this divine, 
this God, to be given new life by this divine, this true God. That was the authentic faith born by an authentic, real God. And Jesus was true God. And they saw him for the first time and they could not go back. At some point in the story, uh, we hear about John the Baptist who was sitting in prison, uh, a death sentence hanging over him. He's just sitting there in the corner and he asks his disciples one thing. He says, I want you to go to Jesus. I want you to ask him something. Are you the one? Or should we be waiting for another Messiah? Jesus tells them, go back to John and tell him what you see and you hear. The lame walk, the blind receive their, light, their sight, the dead are raised, the widows have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who does not take offense at me. You see, the, transfer, the transforming power of Jesus is that we too become agents of transformation. We too are somehow metamorphosed or metamorphosized in the word that is given to us and shared with us and the vision that we too are given. It's a little bit delayed reaction. This, uh, trans, uh, this takes place a little bit earlier, but it's pointing us. This is the breaking point in Mark, waiting for the resurrection moment. Our words tell the truth. We become the real thing. Our actions tell the real good news of Jesus' love and power in the world. And I hope that you see it. I hope that you become a part of it. Transformed and transforming. Metamorphosed. Being transformed from one thing to the other. Where do we find it today? <laughs> Strange that you should even consider that. I learned the truth when I lost the kids' work. I get transformed. I watch little ones come forward. And sit. Mind are totally open. We get to talk about things like and a God who takes the milkweed, eats the butterfly, and watches that butterfly becomes an agent that then what? Putting new life, feeding new life into everything that we eat and that we see. I get transformed. When I see people come forward for Holy Communion, and I know that they've had a tough, a tough time. I know because huh, I'm one of them. And I know that when I take the bread and I eat the bread, and I know that when the wine, the flavor of the wine touches my palate, I know that Christ has been more marked, more flies in front of me, embodied for me to taste and to see, so that I too might know the transforming power of His grace and love. You are agents of that. You have heard the story. This is a pivotal point for us as we take Holy Communion and as we are then led out into the world and we are, as the middle of our life, meant to go out in the middle of our week now, right? This is the beginning, but it's really the, the pivotal point, right? To go out. That's where I see Christ. The real thing happens. It's the real thing. It's the 
us to see the real thing. Not God. Not God. But it is Jesus. Peace be with you.